Good morning. How are you all doing today? Good? Good. Ah, well, our place in life is the talk title today, and Reverend Larry is using this book, this wonderful, really sweet book, uh, A Richer Living, Discover a Richer Life by Ernest Holmes. And if you're not familiar with Science of Mind and you have not read much of his writings, I encourage you to pick up this little book because it's very simply written and it's very understandable as opposed to the textbook, which can be a little daunting, so to say the least. Um, <clears throat> So uh, today I'm going to be working with section three of this little book uh, briefly, um, and the two concepts that I want to work with today are, the first one is life is for us, and the second one is the evolution of life. But I want to begin by reading the definition of God from this book. Larry read it, Reverend Larry read it last week, but I think it's so important for us to at least begin to see whether we're on the same page or not. So I'm going to read this again because I think it's a a really wonderful definition of the term God. And I said last service I'd like to have it printed up and handed out to everybody who visits me. Um, So we have to realize that there is nothing separate from God. When we use the word God, we mean the truth, life, the absolute, the infinite, the spirit, everything that means that presence and power and intelligence in the universe, which is the universe. We are not talking about a theological God, an old man with whiskers combing his beard, soaking the Baptists and dry cleaning those who don't get immersed, or revealing himself to the Jews and not to the Gentiles, or saving the Adventists and ignoring the Methodists. There is no such God as the God many people believe in, and we should be very glad of that. By the word God, we mean life, intelligence in action, the spirit within all nature, animating everything and animating ourselves. When we use the word God, we are saluting the divine presence in each other and in everything. The beauty that sees and imagines and and paints the glory of a sunset or the softness of an early dawn, the aroma of the rose, the enthusiasm of the child at play, the intelligence of the philosopher, the worshipful attitude of the devotee, This is all God. The moment we draw a line against some part of the eternal presence, which is in all things, we shut ourselves off from it. Is that your definition of God? And if it isn't your definition of God, then I encourage you to take some time by yourself and write out your own definition. Because our view of ourselves and our life is in direct proportion to how we view this entity, this power, whatever definition you want to use. And so if we think that this something, this God, is for us, then that belief affects how we live our lives. And if we think that it's out to get us, then that's how we live our lives as well, 
from a suspicious and cynical kind of place because we think any moment we might be struck down. I lived that way for a long time. So Ernest Holmes in page 58 of this little book says, there is and can be no such thing as a distinct or separate individual that would be separate from the universe. So you and I primarily are energy. You've already probably been told that, but you are energy. That's all you are is energy. The molecules that may, and atoms that make up your individual form are different from the chair or from the walls or from the car, but it's still all energy. It's just how it's formed and put together. You've all seen those views on television or movies where they have the camera way far away and, and then they, you see all of those like red lights moving in one direction and with the traffic patterns, you've all seen those. Well, that's us. We are movements of energy and that's all we are. Years ago, I had the privilege of working for a woman named Jackie Wrigley and she was very close to making her transition and the caregivers who were who were with her called me and said, you need to come in and visit her before she, before she dies because it's going to be pretty close. And I had just come into Science of Mind, I was very, very newly introduced to Science of Mind. And so I went to her house and I stood at the foot of her bed and the room was fairly dark. And um, I sat there and just looked at her and just was just loving her because she was such a sweet spirit. And as I said goodbye to her and thanked her for the privilege of being in her life, I began to see that the energy within her began to move. And it started at her feet where I was standing right here, and it moved up her body, up her legs, into her torso, and moved out the top of her head. And I was just in awe of that because it proved to me what I internally had already believed that we are not these bodies, that what we are is energy, that universal life energy that somehow takes form and root in these bodies and animates us from then on. But who we really are is spirit. And I, I witnessed that, and my friends got so sick of me talking about it. It's all I talked about for months. <laughs> but it was so powerful. It was a powerful image that really imprinted on my belief system the truth that who we are is actually spirit in form. And so if that is the case, then life has to be for us. Since life created you, and the idea that Ernest Holmes presents all through his writing is that God is love. And what is love but that givingness? Love gives, constantly giving. And so that's, I think, what he meant by that, that God is love is because it's that giving us out of itself to its creation. And so when you're loving and when you're giving, that life itself cannot destroy itself. I mean, why would it just create itself and then destroy it? So life is for us. That's just a, a, an amazing concept to really get your head around, that there's nothing against you. There can't be anything against you. And the second thing for me today, which is really important, what I'm going to talk about is the evolution of life and why you matter, why you're important. Meister Eckhart, a 13th century mystic, said, we are all meant to be mothers of God 
for God is always needing to be born. Isn't that a great concept? So every moment that you're thinking and breathing, you're birthing God, a form of God, because that's what you are. You are made up of nothing else but God's stuff. And on page 55 in this book, Ernest Holmes says, let us never forget that everyone is a center in the consciousness of God, and no one is more important than another. Every man is on the pathway of an eternal evolution. So some of you who have taken classes and have asked over time, you know, does it ever end? <laughs> no, it doesn't. You just keep... <laughs> You just keep evolving. You just keep evolving and evolving and evolving. Your consciousness just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding. It doesn't go backwards. You know, that saying, two steps forward, one step back, you don't ever really go back. You may be reminded of something that happened before, but your consciousness never goes back. Life is a continual experience of expansion. What you are today and what you have today will give way to your personal expansion of consciousness. There is nothing stationary or permanent about you. You are energy. You are energy in motion. So you just might as well get used to it and begin to embrace the idea that you're always changing. (laughs) Always changing. Now, the planet, this planet has been evolving for over 14 billion, billion, billion years. 14 billion, give or take a billion. And it's mostly biological changes. But for the first time, it's evolving through conscious choice. We are selecting the evolution of the planet with our collective energy. Our bodies are a channel for life to express itself. The universe is hearing through your ears. It's seeing through your eyes. Your purpose is to be engaged, consciously engaged with this evolutionary process. How do you think we're doing so far? Some say we're on the road to extinction. Maybe, maybe not. But if, as Meister Eckhart says, we are all mothers of God, And as Ernest Holmes says, quote, within us is the unborn possibility of limitless experience. Ours is the privilege of giving birth to it. Limitless, limitless. Wrap your mind around that, limitless. So let's just take a moment and look at the idea of birthing. Not just a baby, but any idea just coming up with any new idea or any new way of being. It takes great courage to do that. And it takes passion, especially the willingness to step into unknown experiences and let the ego be set aside as we encourage love, universal love of life itself, just life. We are the containers that replicate infinite love in our own human way. Our soul holds all of this love and possibility and pulls us to do whatever is necessary to love more, to hear more, to see more, and to be more. Are we paying attention? 
sometimes I look at my own life and I, you know, I think sometimes I'm doing okay and, and other times not so much. Just not so much. But as we begin to live in open-hearted empathy and compassion, we have access to all the love we could possibly imagine. And if the universe truly hears with our ears and sees with our eyes, then the universe loves with our hearts and evolves with our souls, especially when we recognize that each of us shares in the collective joy and pain of the planet as evidenced in the recent events surrounding the rape of that young girl in India, or what is happening in Afghanistan or Syria. Our hearts are touched by anything that happens anywhere on this planet because we are collectively one. We are collectively a part of everyone and everything. So all of our shared energy, positive and negative, creates our lives creates planet Earth, creates the universe. So who's running the show? The ego or the soul? We are the evolution of the universe. And paying attention to what we do, say, believe, and think is essential to shift into a way and a place where we're embracing more spiritual principles that Sharon talked about that are going to be taught in the foundations class. We have to look at our own beliefs that we've been believing for a long time that habitually show up in our behavior. And I'm reminded of a story that a friend of mine who has a center in Sacramento told about her, uh, an incident that happened or something that happened in her center. They have a, a very large children's area and they have a, a hopscotch pattern pa- painted on the floor. And one day she was walking by that particular area and she saw three little kids playing in this hopscotch. There were two little girls and a little boy. And they were giggling and laughing and falling down and jumping over each other and just having the best time. I mean, you can all imagine, you, you know, little kids, how they squeal with delight. And out of the corner of her eyes, she saw this man walking over very rapidly. He walked over to the kids. He picked up the little boy, and he put him in front of his face, and he said, Dude, we don't play hopscotch. That's a sissy girl's game. So that father probably really loved that little boy. But he was imprinting that little boy with his own idea and concept of what it meant to be a man. But he didn't pay attention at all, to what was happening with his little boy, because he could have seen the joy. He could have witnessed how happy his son was when he was playing this game with these two little girls. So paying attention, paying attention, questioning our own behavior. As we begin to live on a day-to-day basis with the principles such as love or peace or joy guiding our actions, we become more aligned with this evolution in a positive and beneficial way. We become cosmic lovers. Is that cool? I love that. I just love saying it. Cosmic. I'm a cosmic lover. (laughs) Anyway. Well, after as you get older, you got to find some place, you know, to put that energy. Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so 
So for the positive evolution of the universe, it's essential that we step out of our little comfort zones. I'll go into the cosmos. Uh, we must step into the unknown and try a new way of being. We must be willing to be uncomfortable and have faith in the power that is greater than we are to guide our steps. 24 years ago, I was a, an out-of-control alcoholic. My life was a mess. And 20, 24 years ago, in Puerto Vallarta, the Federales were chasing me through Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> it's not exactly a nice image of your minister in any way. But anyway, but that's what the truth. My life was out of control, and I was a mess. And I didn't see any possibility of it being any better. I didn't have any hope that it was going to be any different. And so I knew that I had to do something, but I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. How, how would I live without alcohol? How could I talk to people? How could I date? How could I have sex? Well, now I'm in the cosmic, it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> but how could I do anything? I didn't have a clue how my life could be any different than it was. But one thing I found out, that I had to give up my small little life in order to attain the grand life that I have now. There just wasn't room for both. And one of them had to go. Because that, that place within me that so wanted to be more, that wanted to be bigger, that wanted to do more, was crying to get out of me. And I had to give up all of those things that I thought would keep me safe. I had to give them all up and say, I don't have a clue. I don't know what to do with my life, but I'm willing to try a different way. And I'm willing to be uncomfortable. And I was uncomfortable. <laughs> But anyway, we're here to create more conscious love. Not just this personal emotional stuff, but huge cosmic love. We are the emissaries of life itself. And can you begin to see that there's more to your life than just what you can experience here in little old Portland, Oregon? Can you begin to get that you are more than this? You are more than this. And are you willing to create space in your own heart and mind for something greater to be born through you? Start this process by just spending time in the quiet. Listen. Just listen. Eventually, you will hear the sound of the universe itself. And believe me, it's a comfort and safety zone amidst all the egos lamenting. The more that you can do this, the more in tune you become to the truth of who you are, which has nothing to do, nothing to do with the human body or the ego, the more unified that you feel with all that is, the more fear, lack, limitation, separation of any kind dissolves and you become free. You truly become free. Last Wednesday, I had a little glitch in my get along and I had to go to emergency. And while I was there, Larry and I were sitting waiting and uh, this nurse pulled this uh, curtain back and she popped her head in and, and she said, oh, oh, I'm sorry. And she went back out again and a little while later she came back in and, and she said, and she looked at her chart and she said, well, I, I think I'm in the right room. Are you Lynn Johnson? I said, yes. And she looked at her chart again and she said, well, there's an air here. I'm looking for an old lady. <laughs> Uh, 
And Larry and I just laughed. I said, well, I'm that lady. <laughs> and she, anyway, she sat down. She did whatever she was doing. And she said, I, she read an article so not too long ago that said that, that people between the ages of 65 and 75 experience more joy, more happiness, more peace of mind in their life. She said, is that true? And I said, absolutely. <clears throat> but until we set the conscious intention to awaken, to awaken, we will continue to create an environment in which we, as a species, will simply not survive. We will not be consciously engaged in the evolution of the universe. We're just going to keep going along to get along. You may have heard that saying, what if they gave a war and nobody came? Well, what if we are given an entire universe and nobody shows up? So we're at choice with each breath. Conscious, unconscious. Deepak Chopra said, you don't win by getting to the end. You win by finding a new game the instant the old one is over. Infinite possibilities never, ever, ever run out. Hence, infinite. That's what it means. (laughs) So almost no one believes that he or she is absolutely necessary to the grand scheme of things. Yet if you are the growing tip of evolution, the universe needs you in a unique way. You fit into a plan that cannot be imagined in advance. It has no rigid guidelines, no boundaries, no predictable outcome. The plan is made up as it goes along. So each of us matters because each of us is an aspect of the wholeness of life itself. The evolution of the universe is the unfolding of the collective consciousness of everyone on this entire planet. So each and every one of us matters because each and every one of us is here now. There is an old Spanish proverb that says, Stranger, there are no roads. Roads are made by walking. So I'm inviting you today to number one, boldly create your place in life in a conscious way. See yourself, truly begin to see yourself in the creative process as the center of that creative process. And two, as Reverend Larry guided you last week, begin to to do affirmative prayer on a daily basis to shift your own consciousness. Three, begin to accept responsibility for all outcomes in your life not just the ones you like, and know that all thoughts have consequences. Not just the actions, but your thoughts. Four, set the intention to release one behavior this week that keeps you in your comfort zone. Just one, just one little thing. Five, be willing to be uncomfortable for a little while until the new positive pattern takes a firm hold in your life. And the last one is consistently affirm, I love and approve of myself. I love and approve of myself. Say that with me. I love and approve of myself. I love and approve of myself. I love and approve of myself. Thank you. Namaste.
Thank you. Let's, let's do a little prayer, shall we? So join me in this place in consciousness and affirm the presence of the divine that is everywhere. This one essence of life itself that I call God, that is infinite and filled with every possibility, so far beyond my little tiny imagination, I can't even begin to list the possibilities. But knowing and affirming that it is all of life itself and it is flowing through me, the essence of life pouring through me, through every thought, through every word, through every action, literally in every cell of my physical being, the essence of life itself, the universe itself, is flowing through me right now, connecting me and unifying me with every other being, every other being on this planet. And so I accept and claim for myself and for every person here today the willingness to begin to take one little step to pay attention to what their life is truly about and to allow themselves to expand the possibilities that exist and let go of the smallness, the littleness, the, the places that keep us stuck, opening up to that wider possibility that life says yes in every possible way to us and allowing ourselves to move into the deeper expression of who we are here to be and what we are here to do, and that is to love, to love, to love. And so in gratitude, affirming and knowing and claiming this as the truth for each one of us here, I just give thanks. I release my word. I let it be so, and so it is.